All right, so today we are taking some time to drive around and we're gonna to try to answer some of the internet's most searched questions about Christianity. Right, right. and we haven't talked about these yet to each other. Right. He sent me these last night and I stood up real late trying to Google what smart people say about this. So <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Fair enough. All right, well, let's see what we can do and uh, we'll just start driving around. Yeah. Um, so the first question is, how does God see me? Um, I had a quick thought about this, like, it's kind of silly, but I don't think God sees us through a, a microscope. Sure. Um, and by that, I mean, like, he's not looking down at us and seeing tiny little ants running around <laughs> with no real purpose and no real passion or heart like he actually comes down and looks at us which is a, a different way than we might think a creator to creation viewpoint is um, I don't know like w what are your thoughts on that yeah well I mean first of all like the, the scriptures come to mind um, the scriptures of you know you're fearfully and wonderfully made um, you are uh, more than a conqueror um, that you were worth dying for, right? Like all of those thoughts come to mind. Uh, I think also when God sees us, he doesn't uh, necessarily see our sin. He instead sees the blood of Christ that's on us and the righteousness that, that we're clothed with because of Christ. Yeah. Um, and I think also too that we're, we're so... Um, we're so loved by him, like we're so known by him that he sees us at a at a level that is so deep, and you know, and knows us more than anybody, you know, even more than we know ourselves, and yet right. still loves us perfectly, um, and sees all of our flaws and all of our uh, shortcomings and weakness, and, and still loves us. I think the the hallmark of real love is someone that does know you, yeah. right? Like, yeah. not someone that. We, we see people who just started dating and they like seem so in love but you like wait until they move in together you know like wait until they get married wait until they get to know each other or wait until they meet each other's families you know like God knows your family and he knows where you come from right, right? like and he still chooses you that's a pretty huge deal yeah it's massive uh, the second question how does God answer prayers wow yeah. uh, how does God answer prayer? There's so many more questions than that. Like, does God answer prayer? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. um, I think we've all thought this at some point in time, or maybe it's just me. Like, if I pray for it, it's more likely to happen. As if God answering prayer is like a, um, some sort of like extra lucky lottery ticket, you know, like, well, I prayed, and so it's, then it, it might happen now. Right. You know, like, just praying is just bettering our odds yeah. of getting what we want or not getting what we want. I think, too, like, with this question, like, you have to, you kind of, I mean, you would have to kind of identify what layer you want to go to in this. If you want to look at the real, you know, deep theological layer of how does God answer prayer, I think, you know, the fact that we pray to begin with when we have a practice of praying, we align ourselves with the will of God. Yeah. And so when we're praying for things that are in his will, he answers them, right? Or he answers them in a way that uh, sometimes we don't expect or don't uh, understand um, or that we don't see coming, but he answers them nonetheless. And so, um, but more on like the, 
the surface level, you know, like I would say, I think God answers prayer through people so often. Um, and, and so on the other side of that, like you can see yourself as an answer to somebody's prayer. You know, if, if God, is, you know, stirs in you, if the Spirit stirs in you to do something, uh, to lead you to a certain place or to start a certain conversation, that could be a result of a prayer that other person is praying. You know, oh, that, yeah. that, that miracle that they're seeking, like that allows us to be that miracle in our life and right. in their life. God uses us to be the miracle in their life and and, uh, and show up and, and be that answer prayer for them. And God uses us to do that. And that's a form of Him answering prayer. Yeah, it, and not to stay on this one for too long, but when we pray, a great practice to put into place is gratitude. Sure. Yeah. And sometimes we're praying and asking God for stuff. We're interceding on behalf of others. And those things are absolutely amazing. They're called for. There's precedent in Scripture for doing those things. But when we pray, if we start from a place of gratitude, every prayer, we are recognizing the answered prayers. Yeah. You know, like it, there are things that you have that you might not recognize that you had prayed for, but you're living in. You know, it might be good health, it might be a good marriage, it might be a good friendship or relationship, or just, you know, you got into the college you hoped you would get into a couple yeah. years ago. Um, answered prayers are tricky, but it doesn't mean that we have to have it figured out before we even start praying. Sure, absolutely. Uh, before, before we do the next one, yeah, I, we were driving home the other day, uh, we're driving to Greenville from Tennessee, and... We had just crossed into North Carolina. Mm -hmm. We were on the interstate, okay? A bear ran out across the road. I'm, I'm not making that up. Wow. I swear to you. A Straight up, a bear came out of the woods and Mama ran bear? across. It was like a moderate size, maybe. It was like a black bear. <laughs> I, I've heard they don't get, like, I, it wasn't like the Revenant or anything. But you like, were in Tennessee? No, I was just crossed into North Carolina, and okay. a straight up bear ran across the interstate. I had to change lanes to keep from hitting it. Wow. Isn't that crazy? What if you would have hit a bear? I don't. I think the bear would have wrecked we this, car. this car. Yeah. Right. No. This car it would. Done. We would have been. I mean, we would have got wrecked. Oof. That thing. That's answer. Isn't that crazy? Prayer. It's insane. That's the answer. <laughs> prayer. That's right. I literally was like, bear. You know. I'm like, I didn't know what else to do. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Uh, second one or third, third one. Why does God allow pain and suffering? Um, this question to me is. It's one of those classic scenarios in my mind of asking the wrong question to begin with. Uh, it doesn't. It it puts the answer in a bad spot. Yeah. Um, of what God does and doesn't allow. Um, that we assume that God is allowing only good things, but then He's also allowing bad things, and there's this massive list of things that come past God's desk and he says yes let him have cancer and no don't let her you know get the man that she's been praying for yeah. <laughs> you know like um, there's not a, a sheet like that and, and there's a wonderful answer um, this is actually one that I have studied over the years that Ravi Zacharias I love his response is that um the answer to this question is love. It is that there is one thing that God put in place that was going to rule everything else, and it was love. That if there was a system where it was 
based on compliance that everything that happened was whether God said it would happen or it would not happen, then we would be robots. We would not be humans. We would not be capable of choosing him. And thus we wouldn't be able to experience the fullness of what loving the creator of the universe would be like. Yeah. Um, and so why does God allow this stuff to happen to us? I think it's because God realizes that without us being able to um, experience a world that has pain and evil and suffering, then we also can't truly experience a world that has healing in a world that understands what it's like to, to have a redeemer for our souls. Yeah. I think too, like when you think about pain and suffering and why would God allow it or why is it in our world? You know, I think the easy answer is obviously, you know, we're, we live in a fallen world and, you know, sin and disease and all of these things exist in our world. And, but we know like when you're in the moment, when you're in, you know, crisis or you're faced with these things, like the answer that we're in a fallen world sometimes just doesn't suffice. And, and it's right. still, we still end up questioning God and wondering, man, why, why would God allow these, these things to happen or or like, forget, why me? Yeah, why me? Like, God, I, yeah. I love you, and I and I live my life for you, and you know, I trust you, and yet this is happening, right? Like, I did all the right things, and yet these things are happening to me, um, and it makes you question, like, God, where where are you? Like, are you really there? Are you really going to take care of me? Are you really in my life, and are you really, you know, for um, you know, for my good? Um, and, and so I think when we're in those moments, like just trusting that God, and it's like, like it says in Romans 8, about God working all things together for the good, but also working all things to conform us to the, to the image of his son, to the image of Christ, you know? And so yeah. God will use everything um, to mold us and uh, refine us and make us more like him, you know? And so I think when you're in those moments of crisis and those moments of suffering, uh, to see past the the pain and see past the the circumstance and trust that there's a God that's standing behind it all and working it all for the good and working it all uh, for His glory and that can be hard to do. I mean, like I mean, that's easier said than done, but um, we can take hope in that, knowing that one day we're going to understand and we're going to see um, exactly what He was doing. So, yeah. yeah, that's good, Mike. I like that. Uh, fourth question, how does God speak to us? Um, the, the classic, I think, pastoral answers through his word. Yeah. Right? And that's probably not worth <laughs> changing at any point. Um, th- there's different ways. I mean, now that we live in a time where Jesus isn't walking with men, um, where the Holy Spirit is what we how we interface primarily with the Godhead. Um, Now, the Holy Spirit reveals to us uh, truth really in two different ways, through general revelation, which would be things like scripture and prophecy, through special revelation, which would be like the the inner leading of the Holy Spirit. Um, So that would be, um, you know, maybe sometimes there's something that you we question whether it's a bad burrito or it's the leading of the spirit, you know, and sometimes it takes time for us to, to decipher and start to tune in to what that voice is. Yeah. Um, there's definitely a desire for God to speak to us today still. Yeah. He didn't just speak to man thousands of years ago. That wasn't something he stopped doing after Jesus went to heaven. Um, 
So God does speak. He wants to speak. Um, I think this also comes with the same question of how do we listen? Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I would, I would agree. I think through God speaks to us through his word. You know, like the saying goes, if you want to hear God speak to you or you want to hear the audible voice of God, read your Bible out loud. Because um, that right. is the literal words of God. And, yeah, I think through his word and then obviously through prayer as well. Um, just trying to stick with the Sunday school <laughs> answers. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, they're, they're cliche for a reason. Um, prayer is another way that God speaks to us. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, I think those are the two primary ways that he speaks to us, and, and I think he can use other people as well. Um, but if he, you know, if you ever feel like God is speaking to you through somebody, you know, if somebody's like, you know, hey, I just want to encourage you, or I just wanted to share this with you, um, always like double check that with Scripture and like line that up with Scripture. And if if it lines up, then you know, right, see it as valuable. If not, then you know, kind of take it with a grain of salt. Um, but I remember. As a child, the very first thing I ever prayed for was um, every time like my family would go to the dollar store, my mom would let us get a toy, and because it's like a dollar, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like no big deal. Right. And then we went to Walmart, and that was like where we don't get toys because right. it was a big deal. <laughs> uh, it was like Christmas toys, and Lord of the Rings just came out, and I become obsessed with it. And the uh, Frodo sword sting was in it. Uh, it was in Walmart, like they had the toy, it was like blue and it would like kind of glow and stuff and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world and mom said, well like, you know, maybe you can get it for Christmas, you know, if you're good and I thought that meant like I've got to pray for it <laughs> and so like I prayed for it like every I time I got, yeah, Santa Claus. yeah. <laughs> um, and I did, I ended up getting it and I remember thinking at a young age like, man, that was, that was because prayer, like <laughs> that's why that happened. <laughs> Um, but God, God listens. Yeah. Um, uh, the final one, why does God test us? I think for this one, like God tests us to stretch our capacity at times. Um, you know, I think about the story of Abraham and Isaac where God was about to use Abraham to do incredible things. And, um, before a lot of that happened, he, you know, he asked him to take Isaac up to the mountain and sacrifice him, and Abraham was going to do it, even though it was going to cause him incredible pain and right. suffering. Um, and then right at the last minute, you know, God was like, no, don't do it, you know, and provided a ram instead, and so it was a testing of Abraham's faith, and I think God a lot of times will do the same thing with us, to stretch our capacity, um, to grow our faith in Him, uh, to kind of set us up for what's next, or to maybe just simply to just cultivate more trust in him um right you know if he feels like if you're not as trusting as he wants you to be he may he may test you to grow that that trust and also not everything bad that happens to us is a test from god yeah um but there is opportunity in pain for us to grow yeah um so there are like you said there's scriptural reference for god testing us um but sometimes, you know, like, <laughs> we fail a test. We can't say, "Yeah, God, why were you testing me? Why did I right. fail? Yeah. You know, like, you should have studied. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you should have saved. Yeah. You know, you should have shown up to work. Not everything's a test from God. Some yeah. things are a consequence of our own actions. For sure. Uh, well, guys, these were a few of the Internet's most searched cre- uh, questions about Christianity. Thanks for riding along, and uh, go change the world. Bye.
Thank you.